E3 2018 has wrapped up and there is a ton to digest. Lots of press conferences, lots of announcements of games, and lots of emotion. So, what stood out? What are we looking forward to? Who do we shit all over, besides EA? What games do we think will not see the light of day for decades? We break it all down on our annual E3 recap of downloadable content next! Welcome to Downloadable Content. I'm Ryan, and with me we have a full boat talking E3. We have Ron. Hey, everyone. We have Ronnie. Hi. We have Shanna. Hey. We have Nick. And I'm back. (laughs) No matter what we do, we can't seem to get rid of you. No, (laughs) chucked me in a river last time. I, I'm I'm just glad Shen is here. I mean, this is like two episodes in one season. <laughs> I know you caught me on good weekends. Um, <laughs> I, we lucked out. <laughs> but we, we did. It's like oh, the Parasite Eve and E3. Ooh, always good to have Shana. Oh yes, absolutely. Hey, I'm glad to be back. So you know, Shen, I mean, Shanna has to play catch up now because she used to be she used to be on so often, and now Nick and and Ronnie have just blown past her. It's okay. Just keep announcing some good topics, and I, I'll make it work. I'll catch up. Okay, I, I will kill people if I must. I keep saying that, but somehow Ron just keeps being on everything. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, I've been on like. I missed like four episodes just now, haven't I? I I have to look at the at the list, but I mean, you you have there has been a noticeable lack of you this season so far. Yeah, well, saving it for all for E three. How about that? All right, you're just gonna blow your entire wad on E three. All right. I mean, there was a lot this year, so yes, yes, there is. So before we dive into what is probably going to be a very long discussion, so you might want to strap in for this, lay in some provisions. Every single episode can be found on our website, dlcpodcast.com. You can find out upcoming recordings. You can give us feedback, give us ideas for future episodes. Although we are getting near the summer break. we're So I know that after... This episode or the next episode, that'll be it until September. So every single episode can also be found on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. So all there for you. All the different ways to get downloadable content into your ears. Just make sure you have plenty of Q-tips. So to prepare for this, uh, right now you should pause the podcast 
and you should go get rations, bring beverages. Like, you're strapping for, for probably a long one. Just a tub of popcorn. That's look interesting. Yep, that, 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 that's fine. You know, get like the movie theater sized bucket of popcorn that'll feed you in a small country. Because we see you getting up during the podcast, listeners. Oh, wait. And you go, and you go. We're going to call you out. Oh, yeah. We've installed security cameras with the help of the NSA. In wait, wait, wait. Where, where are you going? Where are you, get back here. <laughs> we, we recorded four hours of footage. You're staying here and listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting your wishes, so sit down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, e, e, E3... And as per usual, the start of E3, I was at a Renaissance fair. So while I, while I wasn't, uh, it was the, uh, the Capital District Ren Fair in Albany, which I call, uh, Tuxedo Light, because a considerable number of the performers from the New York Renaissance Fair make the drive up to the Albany area. For, for lots of fun. So it was great, but it was also the start of E3. So I'm getting, text messages and facebook and and twitter notifications of all the stuff happening going on in e3 i'm like yes all stuff i will catch up on later so as per usual we're gonna do the e3 episode by press uh, by press conference order the way they presented at e3 so i believe the first one was ea just just overall i would say i think this has been a this was a very exciting e3 like there's a lot more of interest than there usually is (laughs) Yes, I, I, I definitely, definitely agree there. Um, I mean, I was approaching this E3 the way I have for the last few years. Basically, it's like, I don't care what everyone else does. What's Nintendo got? So you acted like the, uh, the rest of the 80% of people who typically watch E3. <laughs> there, there's, there was, from what I've, from what ev- everybody I see, it is, and there's a very clear divide. It is either they're watching it for Nintendo or they were watching it for Bethesda and nothing in between. <laughs> Which I thought was just like absolutely hilarious. It was just, especially with the friends that I have on social media, like the amount of Nintendo fanboys far outweighed everybody else. It's, it's funny because for me, like because of my group of friends, like you and I were the two freaking out over this, Brian, and then everybody else was uh like Bethesdaing it all up. And and like over the- meanwhile, I'm sitting here going, neither one was the best though. <laughs> yeah, I know we like after the first couple of days, like I get a message from Ron saying that there are going to be words. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, messaged, I messaged Brian for those unawares. I messaged him after the Bethesda conference and just just just, get, just the generic cryptic statement of there will be words. There will be words. So I'm kind of looking forward to the, the the rant that you have saved up over the course of the week. Uh, it's so, yeah, sorry. It's just I'm I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting. How Ron is gonna shit all over anybody because there were some uh press conferences that went up that the general consensus was basically like, really? Mm-hmm. R- really? Yeah. 
like that that like like EA. Like my my wife's comment on it um was how are they still a company? Uh and my note on the my serious note on my notes for EA was conference, my thoughts were just a load of shit. Alright. That, so with that in mind, let's dive in. <laughs> Let's di- let's get the shit because I mean let's get let's get the EA bullshit out of the way first. They went first and probably for very good reason. But um, you, you, you know that they actually got like their you know fans and I'm using that term loosely to host their event. First off, for how much money did they have to give for you to actively want to host their event? Me personally, I'm expecting six figures. <laughs> I, I mean, I, they I, have I, they have fans. I don't understand them, but they have them. I I, I have two words for you: world soccer. I know. <laughs> EA EA survives off of the sports titles that we all make fun of for their yearly roster update releases, and not Call of Duty, <laughs> aka Battlefield. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. We'll, we'll give you that. That's uh. So there were some good things in the EA conference. Um, at least, like I uh, we saw Unravel two, and that looked adorable. Co-op, the which one is, low high lone highlight of the whole bunch. Absolutely. I'm I'm going. I'm trying to find the gems in the turd right now. Uh, and, and it was it's co-op, <laughs> which to me seemed like a theme in the like. It, everybody seemed like they were announcing something co-op, which is strange. It feels like the 80s all over again. No, it looked like a friendship ruiner. <laughs> so Battletoads? No, not Battletoads. No, this looked like... Um, it it kind of reminded me a bit of... I know this is the wrong game because I cannot think of the correct one, but Bubble Bobble... Ryan would know because we both have had a love-hate relationship with multiplayer bubble Uh, I loved that game. That game was my childhood. Thank you for the reference. There you go. One um, one point to house Nicholas. Yeah. So the other thing, too, is I believe the other thing that came out of this was Anthem. Am I correct in that? Am I going nuts. Anthem, a.k.a. the Destiny knockoff. Yeah. They really didn't show that much outside of a mission, which I didn't think that was smart, because this is probably going to be one of EA's, like, heavy hitters either this year or next. I think it's a 2019 release. It's February 22nd, I believe. Yes, that's what I have on my notes here. But they didn't really show a deep dive into the mechanics of the game. Is this a like Destiny or a Borderlands? Is this a loot and shooter? Is this kind of more of just a story-driven co-op game? They really didn't say much of anything outside of your mercenaries, and there's no loot boxes. Which, congratulations, EA, you have completed the absolute bare minimum of human decency. (laughs) Just a random aside, aside, I feel bad for the guy that had to resent for the Star Wars Battlefront. Oh yeah, how uncomfortable did that guy look? Oh, like this was a guy that like you know he's on here because he 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 
through the straw straw, and it's just like, all right, I got to the bullet for this. It's it's actually it's actually hazing. He's a he's a new member, and that's that's what you have to do when you're a new person. In no, EA. I figured he was the guy that got caught sending the uh, uh you know bad emails. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I again like he he did it the best he could given what he was talking about, but yeah, it doesn't doesn't help. Meanwhile, we are finally getting the CIS um, factions for Battlefront, which, again, that should have been out day one. The Clone Wars was kind of a big thing back in the PlayStation 2 days. Yeah. It's not like they yeah. wouldn't have the, the data for that as well. The uh, Sea of Solitude was a thing. Oh, what was Sea of Solitude? Oh, I don't the, that's the, the indie game. game. That's the cutesy indie game. That yes. was in the EA press conference. Yeah, that was in the. Oh, I, yeah, it's it's no. A, there, it was. It. I'm pretty sure EA is publishing it for them. It was created as an indie game. Yeah. It's, so it's an indie. Yeah. So those aren't aware, this is the brainchild of a female game designer writer, I believe. Yeah. From Germany. Yes. Yeah. And she is talking about how a individual goes through life. And the demons within themselves? Yep. I, was their basic description? It looked like I this like that was probably the highlight of EA for me. Like that looked like it could have potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seemed interesting, but I, I just get hard to get invested into the indie games because you need the origin engine, and I really cannot be bothered to get or, origin. So. Yep. It's going to be one of those, it's nice, but I kind of wish it was on other platforms, and I know it won't. I'm, yeah, I'm, we'll waiting for, I'm waiting for EA to someday, someday cave and just go to Steam like every self-respecting company. That's, but they won't. The they, they don't, they <laughs> they don't, don't. respect themselves. <laughs> they don't respect themselves, and they don't respect their consumers. Yep. Both. We also got our yearly iterations of FIFA, NBA, and Madden. Yay! I, here, here, here's the part that made me laugh about about at least John Madden football. First was they had the Steelers wide receiver Juju Schuster Smith and the current Madden NFL World Champion. Did you see the guy's ripped jeans? Like this guy won several hundred thousand dollars winning the Madden tournament. You couldn't afford a better pair of jeans. No, that that that's, that's designer that's jeans. They're they're worth ten thousand dollars. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Let me just grab a pair of twenty dollars jeans. Let me just do some rips in it. I, I, there, I, I'm, I, I'm hundred thousand air. I know. Like it's, it's fashion it's today. The style, man. Like it's it's and, dumb to us, but it's like I get it. It's the and style. Ju- and Schuster Smith's pants were somehow worse. For those unaware, his pants were like this weird psychedelic '80s, '90s drug trip sort of thing. And yeah, it, and it he took was, a bath yeah. in the Hawaiian waters. Yeah, and, and 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 also keep in mind too, he was wearing a backpack on stage too. Oh yeah, I kind of forgot about the backpack. Now here's the the the, the other one thing I didn't quite understand. If you're going to feature Madden NFL football. Why the fuck are you featuring the Cleveland Browns? You know, the team that went 0-16 during the regular season. <laughs> Not once. This is the twice. This is the second time they've done it in the past, like, 10 years. No, uh, the last team that did was the Detroit Lions. Oh, I'm sorry. I, again, they've 
No, it, it's easy to confuse. I understand. I mean, Detroit, Cleveland, they both suck. <laughs> the, the, the takeaway I got from this was FIFA's coming to the Switch. Which, I think, I think, honestly, I think it's a good thing because with how many people are excited for the Switch, just having it on our platform means that those fans get serviced, which on one hand, yay. On the other hand, EA gets more money. As much as much as you know, EA gets shitted on by a bunch of fans, ourselves include ourselves included. EA games on Nintendo Switch systems is good for Nintendo. There is still yeah. a market, regardless of what we think. Otherwise, there are still people who are going to be playing these games, and to have them on the go for the Switch is a big selling point. That's that's something I was oh, sorry, Shauna, go. Oh, it's oh, sorry. I was just thinking that's something that could be good as well, just because, like you said, it is a game that I think there's a different crowd for all of those games for FIFA, for NBA, and they might be a little bit more casual. They might be a little bit more Switch savvy than something like, say, having it on a PS4. So it's good because it spreads it out. I think Switch players are a lot more. They're not always like the hardcore, hardcore, hardcore gamers. They might be into just something along the lines of FIFA, so uh, I think it's I think it's good to kind of spread that across the board. I'm uh, I'm curious at what the sales will look like for the Switch compared to the other systems, because with it being a portable, I could seriously see people buying their copy for their PS4 or their Xbox and their and a Switch copy. Right, that's true. I don't know. I hear an adorable puppy. Yeah, sorry, I, that's neighbors across the street. <laughs> we call them the Yip Yip Brigade. Oh, they have they have like four or five dogs that they walk at the same time. But anyways, I'm sorry. <laughs> that that's okay. I mean, I, initially I was looking at Anthem because that's the next big Bioware game, and you know they're 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 leaving the world of Mass Effect, so you know it caught my attention, and. I, I'm I'm curious to see where it'll go as it gets further along in development. If this is a game I'm gonna want to get or or not, I mean, I, I, it it just, it just seems so curious to me that it it didn't seem like they didn't put a whole lot of effort for something that is going to be a brand new franchise entry for EA. You would thought I really would have thought they would have deep deep dived into it a bit more. Well, we've got a we've got a while between now and February. We're we're gonna uh, probably get some more news about it, or it'll get pushed back. That that actually <laughs> is a theme I noticed throughout e uh, throughout all of E three. It seems like the January February time is the new November when all the big releases are coming out. And here's why: a lot of people were getting crowded during that October, November, December mark to try and you know be for the holidays. And we're realizing, oh, look at Nintendo. They're pushing their stuff to the first quarter, and they're having great sales because they're not trying to beat this crowded market, and everyone's replenishing their money after the Christmas big Christmas spending sprees. We should do that, too. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's just, it's interesting to see, like, pretty much, like, I, I, I just kept seeing coming in January, coming in February, and I'm like, wow, normally, like, everything would be coming in November. 
It's also Q4 financial sales year and of getting sales numbers in before the end of the fiscal year. Yeah, yeah. that too. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm, I, yeah, I'm more inclined to go there. Yeah, everyone else saw was like, oh, Nintendo did Nintendo did great. Let's crib off them. <laughs> Which, and now all the games in the November, October, November are going, huh, Christmas sales, yes! Hey, hey Brian. <laughs> How many times do you think we can bring up Nintendo before we get to their press conference? Um, a few, probably. Uh, <laughs> just, 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 generic. Uh, a few. A, a Moving few. On. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. So, little, little counter on screen. Nintendo references. Yes. <laughs> minutes, minutes gone by since Nintendo was uttered. <laughs> uh, at least, at least you said minutes, not days. It'd be like that workplace counter. You get to like two, and then it's like, gosh. Ah, yeah, basically. <laughs> so the next one up uh, was Microsoft. Yeah. Uh oh. So, uh, uh, I detect some notes of hell. No. no, actually, not from me. I think uh, Microsoft is one of the better press conferences. In terms of raw conference material, I think Microsoft's actually the best conference of E3. That uh, second Absolutely. for me, but yeah. So, Microsoft now having to uh, go after EA. They were next in line. Um, they covered a lot. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, it yeah. was a... It I was had a, a very low bar for Microsoft. It was basically just do better than EA. I know that's a low bar. <laughs> just do better than EA. You, fo you followed EA. I, you, I don't know how you're going to top them, but, you know... Do your best, Microsoft. And it appeared, so, by and large, that they did, so... I mean, keep in mind, too, that e uh, for those unawares, Microsoft is probably in a distant fourth of consoles this generation, with, like, first being PlayStation 4, second being the Switch, three being your local PC, and then fourth being the Xbox One. I thought you were going to be, like, the, the Ouya... I, I, th I thought about going with your with your cell phone, but I think the PC is probably a bit more better than that. And you know, the thing again f for me, you know, because for me, you know, what was going to be shown from Sony and Microsoft, the games that they showed off are most likely going to see an eventual PC release. Okay, that's that's the thing. That's the thing. Is like half of those titles they announced that are exclusives also show up on the on the Windows Store, which means yes. they're going to be on PC. Which because, of, because of their um, thing last year, the Play Anywhere initiative, yes. now so for Xbox and PC, which, again, I stressed it last year, I'll stress it this year, smart move. Yes. It's a good thing, but it, it it's a good thing from their side just to try and get people to stick with Windows 10 or um, have the cross-playing between PC and Xbox One but the problem still lies in the fact that you're talking about people playing a game that you want to be a console seller. They can just play it on their PC if they already have one. They're not using it as a console seller, though. Like, the they're they're getting this. If you're buying it from the Windows Store, they're getting a cut, and that's all they care about. They not they. I'm pretty sure they they're not giving up on the Xbox, but. I don't think they're trying to overtake PlayStation. Like, they've basically gone, okay, we're not winning this generation, so we're trying to make the money we can 
for the future. And I think it's Microsoft refocusing on the software aspect. I think uh, uh, it, it, it's a, you may be a do- day late and a dollar short, but I think they are starting to realize that you know it's it's gonna start it's gonna start being the software that's gonna drive everything, not just you know the Xbox or the PC. So the fact that they showed a 50 game showcase of everything from all different walks of uh, gameplay styles genres difficulties i think you know to get have that something for everyone was uh, was the right way to go for microsoft yes some people will argue and crit- criticize that that's what sony did last year but if you're gonna take a page out of someone else's book that's a good page to take also keep in mind too like so in terms of the, some of the games they showed so the first thing they showed off and they opened up with was uh, a new Halo game called Halo Infinite? In- Infinite. Infinity? Halo Infinite. Yeah. yeah. And so this is going to be on the Xbox One, but it's also going to be on PC, which I believe is going to be the first time we've seen a Halo game on the PC since the, the first one. So... Uh, I think Halo 2 was on PC, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't remember either. But again, like that that's relatively noticeable. Um... They had Forza Horizon 4, which, again, like, again, like uh, it's a racing game, but like, it looked really nice, and they tout their 4K 60 FPS and that, too, so good, good on I, them. I was a little surprised that Bethesda did show up, considering they were going to be on later that night, but they did show off Fallout 76. It's set in West Virginia, and great song choice, by the way. This was yeah. an interesting thing because, like, right before E3 was when we got the announcement of Fallout 76, and that got a very mixed reaction when it w- when when it was made known that this was not going to be, uh, you know, another single. This was going to be an online multiplayer experience, and that turned a lot of people off. It's targeting a completely different demographic, and it's trying to bring a younger audience into the Fallout crowd. And whether that's going to be successful or not, like they're not—they're courting a different demographic, and their typical demographic is not happy about it. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. Well, we can get into Fallout seventy-six more during the Bethesda stuff because they yeah. gave out more information there. Agreed. Than, yep. And what they gave at the uh, Microsoft one. Yeah. True. I am, you know, the games they showed, I mean, the games that I'm looking forward to the most, the Ori sequel, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. That looks so beautiful. Oh, my God. Uh, Having now played The Blind Forest is is, now it's like, okay, okay, Don, I will, uh, you know, tell me when Will of the Wisps comes out and you'll have my money. Yeah. 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 This is, you know, this is a day one purchase immediately. I am. Now that I have my new PC up and running, I'm actually replaying Ori in the Blind Forest properly without having to experience lag. <laughs> so it's like was, I, it, was it really that intensive? It was anytime we got to uh any yeah, the the basically your quote unquote boss scenes in the three major areas where you have to get the hell out. Mm-hmm. That's when my computer would slow the fucked down because there was too much shit happening for my PC and my graphics card to take. It's like your Particle playing, effects. 
Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it's like you're playing Double Dragon with three enemies on the screen. So I'm playing this, ga I'm playing this game again n now with a current and shiny new PC. And I'm like, oh, the cutscenes sync up with the music now. This is good. Um, <laughs> th this is nice. And I'm just, I'm just Poor Brian. <laughs> falling in love with this game all over again. And Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I saw this and I'm just like, yep, I'm... All the feelings. Mm -hmm. um, I never cared much for Crackdown, but if I get to play as Terry Crews in Crackdown 3, sign me the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's oh, Crackdown, wow, yeah. Sign me Crackdown 3 anymore. It's just Terry Crews the game. <laughs> I'm okay with this. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not either. I'm, I'm just saying like they, they've kind of given up on the whole Crackdown franchise and just like buying into the Terry Crews hype meter. Which, it, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, I'm just like, it, it, that's a thing now. I didn't know that, that this is a thing. We, we, we have gone for a circle, though. Me has become as the master now. Which well, I, which I mean, I he was... Sorry, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, he was always in those Old Spice commercials, and that's what I felt like. I'm like, this is Terry Crews fresh off of an Old Spice commercial. His head's about to explode. He's about to start <laughs> screaming about Mountain Scent or something. But seriously, Bear I... Glove! Yeah, exactly. Bear Glove! Um, but yeah, this was like testosterone rage, the trailer, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> if Old Spice doesn't do like in-game ads for Crackdown 3, we will be sorely disappointed. <laughs> we're gonna have it, we're gonna have inception levels of memory and Crackdown. I, I yeah. love that he's. I love how aware he is of it too, and you can tell just from his uh, his little cameo in Deadpool 2. <laughs> oh, he loves it! Yeah, it's amazing. Just follow him on Twitter if you haven't, if you aren't already. It's just he is a shining beacon in the wall of outrage that I see every day on Twitter. Now that we've, now that we've finished the Terry Crews press conference, uh... <laughs> <laughs> like, like he should have presented. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that would have been fun. Like, I, like I don't know. I don't know if you've. Uh, like he hosted for one year. He was the host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh my god! <laughs> Terry, Terry Crews win. Terry Crews wins E three. We're not quite sure which company he was working for, but you know. Yeah. Um. Next do want, was. Do oh, go ahead. I was gonna say because I'm trying to remember Microsoft thing. Like they had a lot of stuff. They had more yeah. uh, Division Two. I think had some more we got information Shikiro, there. Shadows Die Twice, the new From Software game. That was Kingdom Hearts on Xbox for the first time. Uh, was Sekiro on Xbox? I thought that was Sony. Yeah. Sekiro was a Microsoft. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm thinking of the other one. I'm thinking of the other Asian my, game. My my uh, lyric, my uh, my list here. I got Sekiro. I got the Awesome Adventures of Captain Kid. Yeah. The Strange. Yeah. Oh, no. oh yeah, I got was... stuff to say about that one. Yeah, I got the Battletoads. I got the, yes! Gears, the Gears, yes! of War, and the Gears of War pop and tactics, and then Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. That's what I got on my notes. Yeah, I'm. I saw uh, the the Kingdom Hearts three announcement video for for Microsoft and went, well, oh, that's a bit of a jump, but all right, allegedly if it comes out, but um. It's coming out. They've got a release date for it. It's probably coming out in 2019. I don't think it, I don't know if it's coming out in January, but it's probably coming out in 2019. Yeah, allegedly. Um, <laughs> you just said that, that, that is not sold. 
This, uh, for as long as this game has been in development, I'm treating it as vaporware until it actually comes out. <laughs> Brian, I'm pretty sure you only do this to anger the fans at this point. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Allegedly. But, uh, we, uh, we, there were all, there was also news, uh, Devil May Cry 5. That looked, that looked pretty sick. <laughs> Which means I gotta finish playing the rest of the franchise. Yeah, same. Because I, I've played one and two. I I have three, which which I need to get going they, on. They just need a Kingdom Hearts and put out a collection with all the other games. You know, this is Kingdom Hearts 3. This is going to be the game that, you know, if it comes out, will be the uh, game that prompts me to get the PS4. And then I have to buy, like, the, the compilations... Because I have not picked up a Kingdom Hearts Dude, game in decades. Don't don't worry about it. There's they announced the Kingdom Hearts Ultimate Collection. It's going to have all of the games, including three. Yeah, that's on the PS4, Brian. Yeah, and it'll be coming out at the same time as Kingdom Hearts Three. But we'll be talking no, about that no, in the Square Enix one. No, Pretty. it's coming. It's coming out earlier. I think it's out now. And if you buy it now, you get Kingdom Hearts Three free when it when it's released. Oh, they oh. wouldn't do that. I don't think would they. I don't think so. I think not. I thought it was coming out. Yeah, I'm. I thought it was coming out with three. Yeah. No, it's all. It's already in the in the PlayStation Store. I've actually got it on the screen right now. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, Nick going going above and beyond. He, he is. He's, he's going to prove uh, us wrong. Oh, okay. So it's me just just being like. And here's my credit card. Let's see. Dragon Quest Eleven pre-order. Kingdom Hearts Ultimate pre-order. Uh, let's see. Battletoads pre-order. I wonder how much of the video games industry's uh, pre-order sales come from the week of E3. And my just- wallet is crying right now. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Probably a, probably a non-sizable amount. Like yeah. there's a there's a lot of stuff that got shown. I think 10% would be like a lowball estimate. Eh, probably. I'd be I'd say the similar area probably. Another game I'm looking forward to that was shown at Microsoft Prez, at the press conference. Now I saw this game at at PAX last year, We Happy Few. Oh, that, that has this has been an early re- <laughs> this is in in early access right now on Steam and I cannot wait for the full game to come out. Because it looks creepy and horror and... So right up your alley. Right up my alley. And also, this game has an extra level of intrigue because this game uh, was refused classification in Australia. So, Brian, paint me a picture for somebody who apparently missed it during the press conference and has no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Um, I, 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 can, I, can, I, can I take a stab at this? Uh, go ahead. All right, so imagine a 1960s era, like, drug-fueled trip where everything's bright and cheerful and hunky-dory and things are all nice and sweet and colorful and you're playing games with, like, with like dragons and they're giving you pink ma- magic fairy dust to, to huff and smoke and all that stuff. And that's your everyday oh, life. Oh, oh, I no, I didn't see it at E3 this year, but I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I saw, yeah, okay, I saw the previous time they they put that out. I yeah, 
And that's, yeah. that's, and that's if you take the drugs. If you don't take the drugs, you see the world how it yes. really is. Yes. Okay. I didn't realize they put out more info on that this E3. I, I completely missed that. They did, and I am so looking forward to this game. And the fact that it's not going to be allowed to be sold in Australia only highlights the irony of what the game is about. <laughs> yeah. It's just... This is a game that you can tell the people who made this probably were on some sort of illicit drug and are trying to convey their ideas gleaned from their drug trips to everyone to see and enjoy. And this is going to be a, this is going to be an experience one way or the other yes and I am I am really looking forward to this game when it comes out so that that's that's of the of the games they showed at the Microsoft press conference it's it's for me uh, I'm really looking forward to Ori we happy few um, Devil May Cry 5 can we talk briefly about jump force? Yes, we can talk about the, um, the, the, the the weird amalgamation of Soul Calibur level graphics and details applied to Luffy, Goku, uh -huh. and Naruto. <laughs> Frick, I, I don't know how they're going to do freaking Ryuk and Light from Death Note. I saw them in the trailer and I'm like, he was the I don't trailer. know how they're... No, I was just saying, yeah, he was in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they're going to work them in a fighting game, but sure, whatever. Um, so they had a talk with the develop with uh, Bandai Namco afterwards, and while they did say that Lightning Yagami is in the game, he is not a playable character because they said, Jesus fucking Christ, how broken would he be? <laughs> What's your name again? Gray! <laughs> Except it wouldn't work on Goku because his real name is Kakarot. How do I spell yes. that? Monkey D. Luffy. Okay, yes. heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that they decided to make, you know, kind of a Naruto um, style... Uh, what is it? Uh, Naruto... Oh, shit. It was, a, it was a, like a 3D arena style fighting game. Yeah. Doing three versus three except one shared life meter, which was kind of weird. But to just have, to just have, you know, the biggest anime weeaboo, uh, you know, fan fiction wet dream. Deja and I don't play fighting games and we were watching this and we were going, yeah, yeah, I, we, we might, we might buy that. We don't even. I, we're I'm not big on fighting games either. It, it, this was just more one of those. I have to play this because this looks dumb. Yeah. Well, so. I'm I'm entertained at the fact that there's going to be two relatively. I mean, assuming this does well, two relatively well received Dragon Ball style fighting games because you have the Dragon Ball characters and Jump Fighters, and then you have the Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah, also, and, and Fighters is doing really well right now. Yeah. yeah. So, a thing to keep in mind, too, is this was, a, I believe, this is based off of a series Bandai Namco was making called Jump Z, I think was the name of it. Mm -hmm. Where it's basically just like all the characters from like the, the various Shonen Jump magazine, um, the, the publication that comes out in uh, Japan, 
and they just basically just did a Smash version of it, where it's just like three or four people on a 2D 2D platform fighter. And yeah, like, that was that was a 3DS, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it's actually a series. They've got like three or four games, I think. Jump has been having a pretty big initiative to get more into video games. They made a deal with Nintendo where they're basically doing like a compilation of the old uh of all the old jump Nintendo games. So like the old Dragon Ball game or like all that stuff. Yeah. Um like they're they're trying to make a pretty big push into this. And considering how big and how much cultural cachet that uh that jump has over there. I mean, jump is as iconic in Japan as freaking yes. Disney is over here. Yes. Yeah. So that's big. Yeah. It's and, it's it's a pretty sizable thing to be like. Here is a 3D fighter with some pretty hefty graphical compo- uh, components being put into this. That's just going to be like Goku fighting. Jojo. Yeah, like Goku fighting Jojo or Naruto going up against Frieza or... I I will not be surprised if we see another jump release next E3. I feel like they're... Oh yeah, this game is a long ways away. Yeah. But... yeah. So I, I, I think this is just the start for what jump is trying to do at this point. Yeah. And I think they have the... I think that they are totally prepared to do something like this because they've got the kind of roster akin to something like, you know, when the Capcom games and you have your Marvel games and all these games that really pull together all all your character slots, even Smash. I mean, there are so many beloved series that Jump has put out that are also popular here in the States and worldwide that they could easily cherry pick main characters and you know, fan favorites from all of their franchises and put together some sort of interesting concoction of a game. So yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. the places, the place standings are set, you know, yeah, they have and, 50 and then years comes... of characters to pull from. Like they can, they could put a game out every year for the rest of our lives and not run out of popular franchises to pull from. And Namco explicitly said as such that if you can think of a popular or beloved character in in, in in Shonen Jump, odds are you could probably expect it in Jump Force. So it, it looks like it could be a really fun game. And I'm just glad it transitioned very well into Battletoads! I'm, I'm hope. Uh, by the way, and we will go into Battletoads, I'm just, I'm really, because I didn't see any of them in it, but I hope they do a couple of the newer ones because I would so love to see my Hero Academia characters fighting the rest of the classes. Yes! That's gonna happen because that's the that's the current new hotness in in Japan. I hope, I hope, but like, it's new enough that maybe they'll hold off on it. No, 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 no. I no, hope no. not. I hope not. So they they, they chose they chose. Naruto, Luffy, and Goku, because to them, those are the big. Uh, honestly, they're, they're right. They're the big three recognizable names in mm-hmm. the Western audiences. Yeah, I bet you, if they did a similar trailer for Japan, there'd be My Hero Academia. There'd be Bleach, uh, Hunter Bleach. As Hunter. Yeah, there'd be Hunter as Hunter. There'd be Fairy Tail. There'd be Jojo. Um, Jojo. Um, yeah. Yeah, you get. You're right. I. You, 
Let's be honest. I'm, I have a little nervousness. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I think they could easily slip in one of those characters. Even in the U.S. I mean, the show's taken off here, too. If you gave me, you know, Deku as a character in that game, I think that that would still spark some interest. So. I would love that. But also things I would love? Battletoads is three-player co-op. <laughs> Couch co-op? But uh, couch co-op is the best co-op. Thank you. For for just seeing, uh, you know, you know, probably the original Dark Souls platforming hell that is that is Battletoads. To just see that get revived. I don't think Rare's doing it. I think it's a different publisher this time around or different developer. But um, if it's Microsoft, it could be Rare. They own Rare. Right, but Rare is so busy with Sea of Thieves right now that basically what Microsoft and Rare has been doing has been saying, here are some of these other franchises. We're going to give them to other other teams so that Rare can continue working on Sea of Thieves. Hey, you maybe mean if Sea it, of No Content? Yeah, maybe if it's not <clears throat> Rare working on it, then it'll actually be like a stable, not glitchy game in the end. Because the original Battletoads, yeah. as much as we love it, was, was pretty flawed. It's pretty flawed and terrible. I mean... Also, let's all keep in mind, too, that I believe there was a couple sections in the game that were designed to basically just chew through your lives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was memorization the game. Yeah, and uh, apparently it was announced that um, Rare was partnering with Delala Studios, or Delala, I don't know how you pronounce that. Yeah, that's that's a new one to me. Yeah, it was announced on YouTube that uh, Rare was partnering with Delala Studios to revive the series, and when I saw this, uh, somebody messaged me about Battletoads, and I'm like, great, because I never beat the first one. <laughs> I mean, I don't think many people have been the first one. I think more likely than not, they just watched a speedrun of Battletoads. You, 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 <laughs> you, know you know who yeah. probably beat it? Bit Brigade. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I only beat it with the Infinite Lives cheat. That's the only way I beat it. Well, I mean, you kind of have to. It's like the only way I managed to beat Ikaruga. <laughs> mm. So. Um, and... I think the last thing I want to talk about that came out of the Microsoft press conference is Cyberpunk 2077. I kind of wish they showed some like actual gameplay instead of another you know visual trailer, because all I've been hearing is that it's a first-person RPG. It's like, well, that's great, but you showed absolutely no proof of this. <laughs> so, for, so just just to briefly go into it, I love how they did the presentation for it. Um. For those unaware, Microsoft was ending their press conference, and then they, quote-unquote, got hacked, and CD Projekt Red, quote-unquote, uploaded the trailer for Cyberpunk 2077. And they eventually talked to the... They did have a presence on the E3 show floor, and they did have people get invited into behind-the-doors, off-hands demo of... Cyberpunk 2077 and people have been reporting on what they have seen out of that game and the vast majority of them are just fawning over the, the looks and the visuals and the sounds and detail being shown to the well, game that's all we can really fawn over because they didn't show gameplay um there was some mention of gameplay in terms of like for the people behind the, with the demos okay uh, um 
So, with what was reported that I read, there's going to be two types of leveling. One is an actual character level, and the other is called street cred. And the more street cred you have will unlock more gear you can get and more missions you can do, things like that. Well, the actual character level will be, like, more perks, more upgrades, more... So it's a fame level, basically. Yeah. Alright. Um, they also said more about, um how you can upgrade V, your main character, is going to be a uh, customizable so you can be male, female, whatever um, with character creation. And they said that they're trying to do a minimalistic HUD thing and say that the reason why there's a HUD is because you have a cybernetic eye. Ah, well, hey, that's a... Cyberpunk is kind of the one place you can get away with that. Yeah. That or a Mech Warrior game. Yes. And, and... I, I, I guess, I guess it, for me, it's just kind of, you know, everyone else seems to be so pumped for this, but it's like, I, I want to see more before I make a decision. Yeah. More, more cyberpunk is always a good thing to me, but I didn't see any, I didn't see anything for me to get excited about yet. Yeah. We need more information. All right, fair enough. It's good that it's there. How's that? It's good that it's there, but I I need more meat to something to start to get excited about it. Alrighty. Um, that's, sorry. That's all, that's all I had. Okay. Next conference? No, no. I got uh, no. I got two more things to rent. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, okay. <laughs> well, we well we kind of glossed over the Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. We never really discussed that. The new From Software game. And it looks like it had a pretty cool concept. That I love like it. I love the skeleton hand. <laughs> it's a prosthetic. It's, I mean, it's a it's a magic prosthetic, but it's a prosthetic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, skeleton hand. But it look it definitely looked like they were kind of taking like the Bloodborne style of combat and just ratcheting it up to eleven, or like a very movement based, very. Just kind of lots of dodging, jumping. Oh my god. From software, learn to jump. <laughs> you don't want to say that too loud, Ronnie. People will get ideas. <laughs> it's like the dollar oh, to get upstairs. But no, I mean, it's, uh, I it's, it's seriously like it looked really good. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm uh, a little. I'm. I was pleasantly surprised at, at it, even though I was hoping Shadows Die Twice is going to be a new Tenchu game. Don't worry, you got that out of Sony. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and the other, and the other one I was going to bring up um, was the, and I, I, I think I'm getting the name right. The Awesome Adventures of Captain Kid, the new Captain, kid that, yeah, the one. Uh, it's the, the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Spirit, not Kid. Sorry. Yeah. Which, well, he is a kid, but yeah. But uh, that one that's supposed to take place in the Life is Strange universe. Uh, is it coming out yeah. soon? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they, it's I, on June, uh, June 26th, and it's free. Yeah, the first episode's free, I believe, at the very least. Yeah, so, like, I the fact that it takes place in the Life is Strange universe, and it's about his kid and his imagination, but because Life is Strange, his imagination's probably fucking real. Like, it's just... it. It really kind of tickled my fancy. Drugs will do that. Yeah, I 
Apparently so. <laughs> I don't take drugs, so instead I play games that are like taking drugs. So, have you guys played the Life is Strange series? Yes. Nope. Um, so then, Ronnie, maybe you noticed. Um, did you notice that Hot Dog Man made a cameo in one of the kids' sketches? No, but I wish I did. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the first things I noticed. Um, and it's, Hot Dog Man isn't even a big thing in the games, but it's just this little thing that they have in like their memories. And but, Life Strange was just such a wonderful game that I'm totally willing to give them a chance on this. Oh, it's an amazing game. And the thing I kind of like about this is that it's definitely a risk because it would be so easy to make another Life is Strange game where it's just another adventure of Max and, and Chloe, depending on how the game ended. Um, but I know that Dontnod was very specific about their story is closed. They just gave you the prequel with uh, Before the Storm that gave you Chloe's story. And that but, the closure, and that was it. And that was it. And you actually got to meet Rachel in that game, which is a big part of the original Life is Strange. But this is... And they flat out said it, and I don't remember which conference. It was either Square or Xbox. I don't remember. But they flat out said, this is not Life is Strange 2. This is another story within that universe. And I would love if they just kept making other weird games in that universe, but all of them are completely different than each other. Absolutely. And I agree with that because I'm now more curious. And I also like the fact that the Life is Strange stories that I played are not going to get diluted with them trying to milk it too much. That's that's the thing. When you have a game that has a strong world and story to it, you don't need to to pigeonhole that into a single genre or single style of game. If your focus is on that universe, you can go everywhere with it. But right. you got to do that early so that the so that people don't associate the game with that specific style. Exactly, or with that specific character. Exactly. Because anybody who played the original Life is Strange was probably drawn to it for the entire... It's very... I hate to use this term because it's got, it's got an ugly name, but it's very hipster. Um, there's a... <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that in kind of a good way. There's a indiness that really runs through that game. You're playing as a teenage girl with a camera. It's set in, like, Oregon, I believe, if I remember correctly. You know, it's very... It's very you know, indie punk rock. It's very indie. It's very punk rock. It's very, you know, sort of guitars and, and feelings and that sort of thing. And to take this new game, and it's about a little kid with a ravenous imagination, mm -hmm. I'm sure there are people who probably would look at that and be turned off because, oh, well, I got into Life is Strange because I liked the music and the characters felt like me. And now that there's not you know, two girls running around I, with green hair, it's not my game anymore. And I, I think, think it's very daring for them to not do that. Yeah, I think the core piece for Life is Strange that goes into this is Life is Strange felt very genuine. It and I, did. And I Other feel than like... Other some of the bad dialogue. But. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but yeah, and, and video games have bad, bad dialogue. That's just yeah. the thing. Um, but I feel like The Awesome Adventures is keeping that, like, that genuineness. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I, we, we've hijacked this long enough, I think. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I could keep talking about this with you for an hour, but I there's other press conferences we need to get to. Yes. <laughs> this, there'll be, it's only been an hour. <laughs> yeah, there, there'll be a side podcast of just Ronnie and Shanna squeeing oh. about this for, for an hour oh. and a half. 
Oh, Gears of War also has a game that's just pop figures and a game that's just tactics that looks like XCOM. The end. <laughs> that was all that was left on my notes. <laughs> the end. So the the one that uh, the conference that went up after that was Bethesda, I believe. Yes. All right. All right. So the guy that walked out for the Bethesda conference. As a Penguins fan, I am triggered by the fact he wore a Capitals Stanley Cup champion shirt on his way out. <laughs> um, but then he immediately insulted Walmart Canada, so he got his points back. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it started with a random musical performance, which the crowd was so not into in the least. I felt really bad for Andrew WK. <laughs> <laughs> He did his best. I don't even know who he is, but he did his best. I, I like the song. It's a good song. Because it pretty much covers a lot of anime FMVs. Well, he was basically a guy who had a hit in the, I want to say, early 2000s. And his whole thing was just he wore he wore all white and had the long, messy hair. And all of his songs were really happy, heavy metal songs. So I think his first hit was the one um, that was basically just saying party over and over and over again, like party hard, party hard or whatever. So he had that kind of thing going for a while, but then he sort of disappeared and now he's leading the Bethesda conference. Well, he did the, th he did the theme for Rage 2. That's why he did the, he did right. the yeah. performance. Yeah. So like he's in, at least he's involved in the game. In some sense, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I saw somewhere that he does a voice in the game as well. Oh, maybe like a cameo voice or something. Yeah, not like a, not a main character, but I believe he has a cameo as... From what I recall, I think it was some sort of item that you pick up that was like one of those singing fish on the wall, but it was something else, but he does the voice of that. It was better than the one at the beginning of the Ubisoft press conference, but we're not there yet. Oh, we'll get there. What do you mean? You didn't like the Ubisoft conference opening? I like that one. <laughs> I like just, pandas. Just, I like pandas. I'll start with that. I, I'm going to be honest. I, although I don't certainly don't mind musical numbers and, you know, dance dances and whatnot. They kind of have their own place in E3's not it. Yeah. Well, Fair okay. The funniest part is I think Ubisoft had the best and worst example of that, but we'll get to both of those. Yeah. So after after Rage Two was Doom Eternal, I believe. Nope. Right. We went into Elder Scrolls, the card game. Uh, yes, Elder, Elder Scrolls Mobile. Yeah. Right. I, you know, I I I just just I took a brief look at this and I went, okay, it's Bethesda, so that means it's the Elder Scrolls Wolfenstein Fallout show. That yeah. is literally all that's on my notes, dude. You, you just <laughs> you nailed. Okay, moving you on. <laughs> so you are know, not wrong. I try, so after that, yeah, Doom Eternal was, was the only one I actually am looking forward to. Well, we got, was, we got the we got the Wolfenstein following the main character's twin daughters. Once yeah. again, it's going to be co-op, the obligatory co-op game that every single one of the press conferences has. Mm-hmm. Um. And then after that was Fall 76 information? Yep. Yeah. Fall 76, yeah. and then they ended with Elder Scrolls 6. Well, they ended with a couple things. Well, but, and okay. Starfield, but they didn't show anything just out of, hey, it exists! All right, Thank so, you! <laughs> so to go into Fall 76 a little bit more, they said it's taking place in West Virginia. You're going to be playing a person from Fall 76, 
It's a prequel to all the other games. Yeah, you're coming out of the vault at the predestined time that you were supposed to. Hang on one second. It's 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 the first. It's basically the first of the uh, vaults to open. Yeah. And, and you're just heading out, you know, to explore this, you know, new America for the first time, and to start, and you know, start rebuilding from the the fallout and yeah. with the big thing. Yeah, sorry. With and here's here was kind of my, you know, I understand the try to basically be. Elder Scrolls Online with guns. I get this, but I just, I just feel like some games probably should not be online multiplayer, and I feel this is one of them because one of the big features in this game not only is just building bases, but you can get nuclear codes to access actual nukes and use them on your and use them on the other players. So what? That, that, that is the most ab- above and beyond form of griefing I have ever seen in my entire life. It's it's basically like it. It's basically rust in the Fallout world, and they're trying to get that younger demographic that plays the the Rust games and the uh, I forget what the big name of the big other one is. Um, but trying to get that that audience to play it and then hopefully get them to migrate into the regular Fallout games. Like, that's that's what they're trying to do so that they have a future because the Fallout games skew older than a lot of video games do. And they never right. really caught on with younger people. They're trying to get the Fortnite crowd. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Fallout a Battle Royale! Yeah, kind of. And also, they, they, did, they did say a couple other things post-conference. One, the nuke is not just going to be a thing of griefing. It's also going to create a, a new high-level, like, raid, basically, you can do. Yeah. Um, they gave some it's more information. Just, it's better ways to go about making those high-level areas than dropping a goddamn nuke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Fallout? No, that's actually the best way to do it. And it's just, it's just a, such a weird thing. It's like, this is going to be a online-only instanced server-based game where you play with at most dozens of other live human beings. It's going to be very intimate. It's going to be very like random encounter-based, I think, with how they've described it. And other than like, other than there's no really other humans you run into. The only people you run into that are not an actual person are going to be NPC robots and yep. an NPC over overseer. And every humanism is going to be another player. That's what they were saying. Everything else is either going to be a, a robot, like um, which Mark gets was. me nervous. Like I'm fine with an online multiplayer Fallout, but I'm worried that there's not that they're not going to touch on story in any meaningful way. Yeah. I'm- I don't think it's going to be very story driven. But I, and I think even if they get even if they get the Rust crowd, if they don't, if they can't pepper what makes Fallout good in this game, then you're never going to get them to switch over because this it will they'll they may as well not name it Fallout because it's not that game. It's not anything to do with them. Like have an online multiplayer where there's no other NPCs, but 
drop, but if you want a story, drop hints in there, drop things in there, and they can do that, and I hope they do. Uh, and and the other thing that was mentioned How was, the, back at was the was the was there's a base building thing, and mm-hmm. they've said that this is going to be a base you can build wherever you can also relocate it whenever you want. Uh, how the hell are you going to reclo- relocate a base that you built that's like probably hundreds Computer of hours? Computer systems. I know. It's just like this. the The amount of graphics to think about moving the the houses and things like that. It's just I don't know how that's going to be working out of the box, so to speak, on release. There's there's going to be bugs with the base building. I can't oh, guarantee it. I'm ready. I'm ready to build my little cul-de-sac to raise my Fallout children. We're gonna get nuked. This is yeah, not gonna be an episode of Ed, Ed, and Eddie Fallout. <laughs> and it's just I, I. There's so many questions and things that didn't get answered during the press conference. That didn't even really get answered post press conference. They got some questions answered, but then more questions were raised, and they, and then it just ended up being a case of like. This is new. This is an experiment. We admit this. We're not certain this is going to be amazing for us or not. We hope. Yeah. We hope you guys enjoy it. We we it, it basically it was just announced. Yes, it was announced slightly before E3, but like we like it's we we're not going to get everything right now. Like they need to leave people wanting because they're going to need to drop more hints at what the game is as it gets closer to release. And let's also keep in mind, too, this game releases in November? November 14th. Yeah. This game releases in five months. And and based on what was talked about and described, I'm not even sure the game's fully done yet. I don't even know if it's fully out of alpha and the beta, based on what was described to us. Well, they did say that they were doing a beta, I believe. They gave it a cute name, actually. They called it, uh, I wrote it down, Break It Early Test Application. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah th- that is the best thing for beta ever. I love that name. Break that It is, Early Test it, test App. Whatever. That is, that, a, that is a perfect way to make beta a, a real acronym. <laughs> yeah, and, but there, there, there was no release date given for the beta. There was no real information given on how to get into the beta. And is this going to be a thing of like, is this just just us being free QA testing for them or what? More likely. I mean, it's probably just early access to the game. You might get like a discount on the full release or whatnot. And really the point is to just break the break the game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the, best, the best tester you never knew you had. Yeah. You had. And, and and then they follow. Okay, so so does everyone feel that they talked about Fall seventy six enough? I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm ready to move on. Okay, so let me follow up the, the, this the just, just just follow this line here. All right, you start with the high of Rage two, then you get Wolfenstein the, with the twins like that. That looks interesting. Now you've got um, Doom Eternal. And then you start talking about all the scrolls online stuff, and like people are like, okay, fine, whatever, get to the meat me of the thing. Then you get to this big selling point of Fall 76, and people are left kind of going like, eh, I'm not sure. And then they spend 15 minutes, like 10 minutes, talking about Elder Scrolls The Blades. 
that's which, the iPhone game, yeah? Yeah, that's the, the dungeon iPhone game. crawler. Jesus Christ, why? Yeah. And, 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 like, and, like, literally everyone... And uh, maybe this is just me. But did you guys also notice a very definite tonal shift in, in Todd's voice when he went talking about this, like cautious and tentative excitement for Fallout 76 to being a rather bland, low-key talk about uh, Elder Scrolls The Blades. I did kind of notice that, yeah. I, I really didn't pick pick that up, but I mean, it just... It, it looked like such a cheap sell. Oh my god. Like, this is... This is to me, I saw this and I thought... He is not excited for this. He is doing this because the shareholders and the CEOs think that getting Elder Scrolls into the mobile market is how they're going to make a bunch of free money. Hey, they they do it right. I mean, freaking South Park didn't made bank. Yeah, but with what was shown, I don't think they're gonna get a whole but lot it, of money out of it. And with how what and with how it looked and how demanding I'm sure the resources are gonna be, I'm sure even with with my shiny new cell phone, I'm sure I'm only gonna get half an hour's playtime out of it before it's gonna be I need to be plugged into an AC. Yeah, hey. are you doing your best Ryan impression? No, but th- thanks for that mental note. Yeah. And like, like, that was the point too. I, lo- this thing. I-, I love you too, asshole. But that's my point. This game looks so like, and he said like it's going to be a full fledged game. It's not just going to be a a mobile cash in. But then it just makes it sound even worse to me. It's like, it's going to be a game, like, you're going to put this on the Switch and be like, here's like a $20 game that, like, you guys can enjoy while we work on, ta-da, Elder Scrolls 6. But, like, well, no. I, what, a- I, what I gathered from saying it was a full game was it's going to be like they did with the, uh, the Mobile Kingdom Hearts, where it is part of the story. It is literally, like, you need that to actually like get the complete story of all the games i guess but even that i'm just i'm very i this to me is a terrible thing to see this should be a thing that should be on switch consoles pc whatever and even if it's only like 20 bucks like this could be a cheap little like skyrim engine 20 bucks here's a here's a side story related to skyrim and sort of like a, while Skyrim is happening, what's happening in, I don't know, Morrowind, or what's happening in Tamriel, the the, the, the Tamriel proper area. Mm-hmm. In my notes here, Elder Scrolls Blades is a freemium game. It is free to play, but there will be in-app pur- purchases. Yeah, yeah. In, in the form right. of potions and shit like that. And just I, So, the, uh, yeah, to me... Uh, uh, I don't know if anyone else had anything to add to Bethesda's conference, but I just thought this one sucked. Like, uh, just a notch above EA sucked. If you like Wolfenstein and you like Fallout 76 and you're excited for Elder Scrolls 6, I imagine this is probably the best thing in the world for you, but I still haven't played any of the new Wolfensteins. I've heard they're good. Fallout 76, even if it's good, is not my kind of game. 
And okay, Elder Scrolls Six is the thing. We don't know a damn thing about it. So yeah, yeah. This why, this is why not why super exciting. Why yeah. announce Elder Scrolls Six? This is not like Metroid Prime Four last year, where because they did a lot of else. people uh, because a lot of people were not sure if Metroid was ever going to come back. Because so they, even just to, even so even just to say hey it's here is a good thing, but everyone knows Elder Scrolls Six is going to happen. Everyone, you know, I, I know this. It, with all the critical success of Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim, you know damn well Elder Scrolls Six is happening. So if you're going to actually show something Elder Scrolls Six related, actually show more than just it's a thing. To have a good conference, you have to have a bomb to drop. You have to have good gameplay and a lot of other things, but you got to have at least one big bomb to get people talking, and that's what Elder Scrolls Six was for them. But they didn't have, like, I assume it's not far enough long for them to have sh to show anything. So basically, all they could do was go, Elder Scrolls Six, it's a thing. So and and same thing with Starfield. Why, you know, when you announce a new IP, don't just say, oh, yeah, it's a new IP. Actually show something more to it. We, think, we're going to announce Splatoon yeah. by showing you a bucket of paint. That's it. It's the bucket of paint. <laughs> <laughs> we're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> well played, Ronnie. That's it. You, know, I, I, you know, I saw... I'm, I'm personally... With all these Elder Scrolls spin-offs, I'm kind of I feel sort of Skyrimed out. I I, I get the impression like okay, Skyrim's a great game and it's still a great game. I still pick it up from time to time, but all these spin-offs and all these, you know, little side games, I I feel a little fatigue. Like, yeah, then they announce like this little cocktease of Elder Scrolls 6 and I'm like Yes, we already know that's going to be a thing. It's probably not going to see the light of day for a hundred years, but we know it's coming out. But Brian, don't you want to play Skyrim for Alexa or Etch a Sketch or the or the Samsung fridge? I, I want I want to see Skyrim for Tamagotchi. Drink a potion, Alexa. Drink a potion. I want to see Skyrim on the on the Intellivision. So, uh, so. Skyrim on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. So for me, did you see the Halo on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred? <laughs> no, but I've seen Mario on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. So, so for me, this was probably the worst conference at E three. Wow, even worse than EA. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so and, and here's the reason why they showed games, people were not necessarily excited about but they got their interest and they got their interest built up through Rage 2 Wolfenstein and and Doom then you go into literally 20 minutes of people having questions wondering how your game's going to work how things are going to play never answering these questions and then you take, take this, this confusion throw them into a fairly focused talk about a, a freemium game with one of your most important and storied franchises, and now you leave people with this bad taste in your mouth, and then you think you're going to entice them away with this bad this bad taste in their mouth by going, oh, by the way, here's Starfield, and here's Elder Scrolls 6? That's not even, like, 
That's like that's like slapping someone in the face and then like trying to give them a lollipop afterwards. Like, no, you're that's not gonna that's not how it works. Like you you can't just like assault and and like brutalize your families, leave them there naked and lying on the ground, and then be like, oh, you know, sorry, and, and throw like a half used handkerchief in. It's just I, I really don't know why they thought they could get away with this for another year in a row. This is the second year they've had a very bad conference. Yeah, well, you know. And well, we're, we're, we're going to move on to, to bigger and better stuff um, after we take a break, because we've gone about 75 minutes, and we've got a shit more to go. This might three conferences. We have Six more to go. Well, this might be a three half podcast. Three <laughs> thirds. We you call that periods, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> periods, like hockey game. <laughs> That's, uh, thank you. You 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 saw through the joke. Very good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the third half is just Nintendo, right? It's, 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 it, it might be the way this is going. Um, so. We've got plenty more to criticize and fawn over and fan squee. I know Shanna has Shanna promised me fan squeeing, so there's going to be that coming. Well, I took up. a page worth of notes for fan squeeing. Okay, We're ready. I, I, I got that too. All right, we are ready. So uh, just hold on <laughs> for the same games. It, 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 they might be. So in the meantime, uh, replenish your provisions. Uh, you know, get take a power nap, do whatever. Uh, we're going to throw some music at you, but when we come back, more E3, you're listening. Remember, if you walk away from your computer, you're watching. <laughs> Thank you, GLaDOS. Uh, <laughs> you're listening to our E3 2018 recap on downloadable content. We'll be back. 